Welcome to another episode of the Resand Experience. I am so happy to be here with you and as usual to be in your ear. And don't forget the Sirius XM app. I am part and proud of the podcast family. I've been using the app nonstop because I'm totally in the groove with holiday music. And there's no better way than just go all the varieties of the holiday channels on the Sirius XM app. And everything is there for you. Ease and access, whether it's podcasts, your sports shows, your music, whatever you want, it's right there. Excited to read today that Stern is staying on for another five years. Why wouldn't he? He can work from home, which I think has become even more convenient for guests because we no longer have to wait till they're rushing around New York City doing a bunch of other interviews. It's kind of at their convenience, which I'm finding guests really enjoy. So congratulations to Sirius and Howard Stern because we know what he can do. I enjoy listening to him. I love watching his bits on the Instagram and all of that. But uh, Chris, this NFL week has been like perpetual. Like it's yeah. almost confusing with your fantasy football lives because you're like, wait, am I working the waiver wire for this week or last week? Am I winning or losing? You thought you're going to win, but there's still another game. Like it's just never ending week of NFL, week 13 of all numbers. The number 13, which even in the newer buildings in New York City, you know, there's still not a 13th floor. Like people are so superstitious. <laughs> and now I know why. How has it been for your fantasy teams managing this extra long fantasy football week? Well, thankfully, this week's been okay for me. I've, I've had all my players play already. I don't have anyone playing tonight. My opponent has had everyone play. So I know the result and I won, which means I make the playoffs, which is great. Oh, so yes. I'm happy. I'm all good over here. This is great. I mean, it's just been complicated to follow yeah. the movement. I mean, Let's face it, it couldn't happen at a better time because there's really no new TV shows. There's nothing new that's been produced that's coming out that we're, you know, we're waiting for billions to come back. We're waiting for shows to come back, but they haven't been shooting because everybody's been out with COVID. So here we are getting more NFL and we're really close to starting to see some like NBA action starting to heat up. So uh, things are feeling a little bit more escapable, even though the news is absolutely crazy. And one of the things I saw in the news this week which a lot of my friends and I have had great conversations about, was a piece written by Nicholas Kristof for the New York Times. And he wrote a piece about Pornhub. And this has been something that has been a part of the conversation for a couple of years. And Kristof did a lot of really good, Nicholas Kristof did a lot of good research on, there's platforms, Pornhub Amateur and Pornhub Premium. What they let people do is upload their own content. But a lot of times what's missing is what producers know. The 2257 paperwork, the IDs, we need to know that everybody's 18. We need to know that everybody's willing. We need to know that none of this is revenge porn for maybe a breakup and a guy posts photos of a girl. Well, guess what? That is what a lot of this is about. And the algorithm is not picking up everything. It can delete all of these scenes. And two days after this article was written, and this is what I love about investigative reporters, how they can just cause a ripple. They throw the rock in the water and the ripple happens. Now Visa and MasterCard are kind of doing some investigating on whether Pornhub is going to be able to be processing credit card payments through Visa and MasterCard. PayPal already pulled away last year. And what many people don't realize, Pornhub is a brand like Kleenexes to tissues, right? But Pornhub started by being a hub that took content from every other producer's sites and libraries and put it on their mainframe to make traffic. 
And what that did for a lot of the older producers in the late 90s, when they weren't really gravitating towards understanding the internet and how content had to be shot for the internet was, they lost it all. And they went out of business. And that was when I went around and bought up a bunch of my scenes from companies that were falling apart. But there was a good five year, five to 10 year time frame in the industry where talent and producers really despised Pornhub. And then Pornhub became this thing, this super trendy thing that everyone's like, oh, Pornhub is so cool. Yeah, because you get to watch free porn because you put everybody else out of business. And now MindGeep, the parent company that owns Brazzers, Reality Kings, Wicked, Digital Playground, they've swallowed up the rest of the business and they're attached to Pornhub. So it's a fascinating discovery. I got to give Nicholas Kristoff really a lot of credit for digging in deep because there's some women that have been trying to get scenes taken down and reviewed for a year, up to two years. And now knowing that the business could karmically be seeing what we had hoped 10 and 15 years ago is the reality of how is this happening? You know, all good things come to an end. And I'm just watching this from afar, um, knowing that I have a page on Pornhub Premium that I make a little bit of money off of. But at the same time, if this went away, this would put the money back in the producers' hands that have been doing this for so many years and have had the passion toward the industry that never stole content from anybody. So I'm desperately fascinated by this. And I just want to say shout out to the New York Times for giving us something other than COVID-related to actually sink our teeth <laughs> into at this current time. And you know, on this same kind of topic is our most requested guest. She has been in the industry longer than me. She was one of the first girls I met when I was 18 years old and working at Al's Diamond Cabaret in Pennsylvania. She was so cool then. She is just as cool, if not cooler now. And I could not believe that when I started my podcast, everybody said to me, Chris, everybody said, you got to get Christy Canyon. You got to get Christy Canyon. Well, I never wanted to ask Christy because she does radio on Vivid Radio for Sirius XM five days a week. And she's a busy woman. And I thought she talks five days a week. When am I going to have the opportunity to ask her to be on my podcast? And now she's actually joining the podcast space as well. So I thought this would be the perfect time to have her on. So thank you to all of our listeners who continuously reminded me to ask Christy Canyon to be a guest because here goes, we got her, the one and only Christy Canyon. Christy, hello. It is so good to see you. It is so good to hear you. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for inviting me. I know you've been on my show, not a million, but half a million times. I'm so honored to be on your show. Finally, Lisa Ann, my my fellow girl, my fellow legend. Christy, you know, my very first time I met you, I was 18 years old and I was working at Al's Diamond Cabaret. And you were a feature dancer. And if you remember back in the day before Al remodeled, I kind of liked it better before he remodeled. It was just like this really strange looking place. But the stage was really high. And so can you imagine me as a young girl? My very first feature I ever saw was Terry Weigel. And so when she left, I asked Al if we got robbed, because if you remember, she used to travel with a light show and all these pyrotechnics. And I literally thought that our club owned that stuff. I didn't know girls travel with a trailer and pyrotechnics. So I was like, oh, my God, we get robbed. But the, the reality is, as a young girl and, and aspiring to want to get on the road and travel, I'm 5'2". I would stand by Dave, the DJ, who you remember, and I would watch you on stage. And it was just so glamorous at that time. And it was so incredible. And Christy, 
you know, you were just an amazing human then. And somehow you've gotten even better in the way you choose to live your life and, the, and just the person that you are. And I'm just so thrilled to know that I've known you for such a large part of my life. And from the beginning, that was the first club that I ever danced at. And it was like 1990. What year was did I 1990? Yeah, it was the year I graduated high school, 1990. And it was the first year Al would let me work there because I tried to go to Al with fake ID when I was 16. And he knew the ID was fake. And he told me to come back when I had a legit ID that said I was 18. And that was my first club. And can I tell you and your fabulous audience, I had never stripped. Like I was never a house girl. I never, I went from 18 high school right into porn. So, you know, years went by till 1990, eight years, six years, whatever. I'm not good at math. And I didn't know what to do. Right. He's like, you have 20 minutes. And he was fine. Oh, yeah. You could not go 18 with Al. You could not go 18. And the other side of that was Lisa, you couldn't go 21 because. No, no, no. no. He was the strictest club out there. And so I get out there and I'm like, oh my God. And it was packed. I mean, it was like a warehouse. It was like a meatpacking warehouse. Yes, it was. And I remember walking out and there's all these fans. And I'm used to like doing lines, not literally, coke lines, like lines (laughs) where they'd wrap around. It was kind of controlled. Now I'm looking at it's just throngs of guys. And I got so nervous. And I'm like, my knees are shaking. My ankles are hurting in the heels. Like I was, I took my shoes off. I looked like Fred Flintstone dancing that first show, like barefoot. Then I just took all my clothes off. And I looked at the clock. If you're on stage, it was to the left. And I'm like, I got 18 minutes and I have no clothes on. And I don't know what to do. Like, and I think I just got down on the ground and spread my legs. And they were like wadding up those dollars and like chucking them at me. So to explain Al's, the stage was a long runway stage, which was really epic, but it was very high. You did not want to drink and possibly fall off. There was no interaction outside of the bar area at that time in Pennsylvania. You could do Polaroids, you could do a couple things, but there was no dancing outside. So it was set up like stadium style. And there was stacks of rows. It was BYOB, everybody. It was bring your own alcohol. Dudes would walk in with a keg and a stack of cups and they would sit there until that keg. And so the guys that were at the top, they would roll their dollars up. No other club did you get so many rolled dollars. They would roll their dollars up and just chuck them at you. And you would then try to not slip on money and fall off the six foot high stage. It was the greatest club. And for a girl that had never danced, that was the one club where you did six days, 30 shows. Most yes. six days, four shows. Oh no, five shows a day. I was sore in places I didn't even know existed on my body. It was sure you did the lunchtime show at noon. So you had to have your makeup on all day. Then you did like a five o'clock show, a dinner show. Then you did a seven o'clock show. Then you did a nine o'clock show. Then you did 11. They all had to be exactly on time because there was no way Al was going to accept you being late. No, no, no. And I never was. You and I were very responsible. Yeah. Never, you know, have a problem. I never got drunk. I never, I was like laser yeah. focused. But we were there to have fun and make our money and meet our fans. We didn't yeah. want to be distracted. I will say this Al was the best boss I could have ever had to make me the best entertainer I could ever be because of his regimented schedule, how strict he was. And if you look back, Al's Diamond Cabaret has pumped out more feature dancers and porn stars that started out there as house girls than any other club in the U.S. 
such a little club, really, in the middle of nowhere, Reading, Pennsylvania. Not even, you know, like the main city. Is it Philadelphia or whatever? Like, it was crazy, but it was so much fun. And I love how Terry Weigel brought, she was the only feature, to my knowledge and recollection, that ever brought a van, a, a trailer of yep. No one did that but her. She had a staff of like eight people. And the, 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 I mean, it was she was the true entertainer. That she way. also would arrive at the club in a full length fur coat with nothing but jewelry and high heels on underneath it. And I just thought she was like my idol day one. I was like, this chick fucking kicks ass. OK, this chick is she would she would go to the down the street to the mall in that same fur coat with no clothes on underneath it. She didn't no. have to pack clothes to be on the road. She had her stripper gear, a whole trailer, a ton of employees, but no extra clothes. That was just unnecessary. She was fabulous and you're fabulous. And, you know, those those times feature dancing, that era, let's talk about the 90s. And now we're looking at today. Even the men in the clubs were very different. I felt back then, if you smiled at them with your clothes off, Christy, they were happy with you. Yes. Yes, you didn't have to do cartwheels and all of that, those crazy things. I mean, you wrap the tits around a pole, you you go up and down or, you know. You take the dollar with your boobs and the guy just loves the hell out of you. And I will say this, you know, my last couple of years feature dancing later towards, so I did some gigs last year and the year before, and it kind of became very different. It became more of a like, Everyone assumed that every girl was an escort. So everyone would be negotiating with you. Come back for a Polaroid. Act like it was layaway for your vagina. And then they'd argue with me over the fact that I didn't want to have sex with them for money. And then they would argue with me, well, you have sex on camera for money. You, I want you to have sex with me for money. And it became exhausting. And I will say this too. Al's closed at midnight. And when you and I first started dancing, the club's latest they were open was 2 a.m., Yes. You know, my last couple feature bookings last year, my first show was at 2 a.m. My second show was at 4 a.m. And that was probably for one or two nights out of the week. Yep. There's Friday, Saturday. That's it. But still, it throws off your clock. Like, it also, I'm going to sound like an old lady, Christy, saying this, but nothing good happens that late at night. Those guys are not buyers. They're not no. your fans that want to buy your 8 by 10s no. These are kids that are partying their asses off and maybe on some drugs, having the time of their life. You're just right. a sidekick, right? You're just an extra throw-in. I swear, Lisa, Ann, I was just, I just got off my Vivid show and I had this beautiful MILF. She calls herself a MILF. Uh, she's 52, whatever. Mindy Mink. And she's- Oh, like, she's beautiful. She's gorgeous. And she was saying how, you know, we want to do an exotica together, blah, 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 long story. And I said, okay, we could sign together, but I need to let you know, I am there when the doors open. I am the 11 o'clock girl. I don't want to be there 11 o'clock at night. I'm saying AM girl, because those are my fans. I am by five. They're going to get the blue plate special. Like I want the early birds. We are the same. No, we are in the same, you know, real demographic. And you have been doing a show on Vivid Radio, Christy Canyon, for how many years now? Well, it started 15 years ago on Playboy Radio. Yes. And then Vivid got the contract when Playboy effed it up, let's yep. say. Just, they didn't know what they were doing when they licensed out to whatever. And um, so Vivid got it, I'm going to say, eight years ago. I've been on ever since. Eight, so I've been like on radio 15 years on Sirius XM, from Playboy to Vivid. And I love it. I love radio. It's so much fun. 
And you're so good at it. I can remember my first time sitting there with you and how great you are with taking callers and how incredible you are with giving out the station IDs. And I was like, how the fuck did this girl learn how to do all this shit, man? I remember seeing her at 18 on stage and thinking she was God Ben. Now she's on Sirius XM. Like, this is such a big deal. And it's really, it's who you are. And it also now, let's talk about the transition because when you were at Playboy Radio, you had a much longer commute. And now the Vivid Radio studio is much closer for you, which has to make you love it even more. Yes. And yet I didn't mind driving to Playboy every day. It was maybe 20, 30 minutes, whatever. But it was the golden age of radio. In yes. And that you pulled up at, I think it was 3030 Andrita. Yes, it was. <laughs> How do you remember this, right? And, and there's a gate, the security guy there. So you're like safe when you pull in there. Yes. And had the barbed wire on top. And there was the sound stage. And once they stopped doing so much Playboy, it was actually rented out to, I think, Days of Our Life. So you'd always see like, mainstream celebrity like there was something still very glamorous about it as opposed to now where it's fabulous but it's a different game like the whole industry has changed sure you know and then we used to be at the vivid building which was just as glamorous as being at the playboy soundstage but then uh, vivid licensed out and the owner rents out the building they're like get those porn people out of here so we have our own little studio down the street but it's not like being at the vivid building you know what i mean <laughs> and it's not like when you were able to run into marcy or everybody all your peers from vivid because the real hitch with you going to the vivid radio was that was really a walk back through the journey of your entire career christy because you were a vivid girl when you were shooting movies. Since 1990. I have been with Vivid in one way or another. I've been getting a weekly, monthly, both paycheck since 1990. Whether it was for videos, royalties, phone sex lines, um, toys like the little uh, mini action thing. I mean, now radio, website, like they're just, they are the most incredible company to me. They are just, they were just so, they are so wonderful. I love them. And I don't think anybody really talks about it enough. Like what companies we really prop up and who has been there for us. But you told me a story about Steve Hirsch uh, when you were considering at one moment of coming back into the business and he advised you not to. He did not, you know, he knew that, you were going to regret because you're in this beautiful place where your stuff was shot. It was put out on VHS and you're not all over the internet. Like, let's say I am, and you still get to live somewhat of a double life. Am I correct? Yes. And that was, I was getting divorced from my third husband. So it had to be early millennium. And I was like, I'm getting divorced. I want to make another film, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, call me in 30 days. I love, I know you, you're doing it because you're like, fuck you world. I'm blah, 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 blah. And um, sure enough, 30 days rolled around and I didn't really want to. I just didn't really. And he's like, I'm glad I made you wait and think it out. And, and that's a good man. That's yeah. a good man right there. I mean, Stephen Hirsch has made money off of the adult entertainers in the business for years. Yeah. But he knew you as a human, Christy. And we don't talk enough about the love in the industry where people actually do look out for each other. And he has always looked out, not just for me, for the vivid girls to the best of his ability. If they took his advice and if they listened to, you know what I mean? He knew when to just throw up his hands and go do what you want. I'm not, you know, I'm not bailing you out of jail anymore. So-and-so or, you know, <laughs> yeah, he, he did. All, 
Now, what I remember too is when I first got into the business, how large the AVN magazines were. Vivid mainly had the covers. So, you know, you your company had the covers for at least eight to ten months of the year. I completely can picture where the boys aren't. I mean, there's there's box covers of yours that are so embedded in my mind. The glamour, the makeup, Christy. Which one of those movies do you remember the most as having the most fun on set and, and all the things around it? You know, that's always such a loaded question. Uh, and, and because there were different reasons why this one was my favorite. Or yeah. That one. You know, I can remember like shooting uh, Nightbreed and what did they shoot with that? It's when they take a week and shoot two. Nightbreed and Sex Secrets of a Mistress. And it was the first time I got to work, you know, with Mark Davis. And I'm Ooh, like, I remember that first time. <laughs> right. And also I was like, fucking the direct. Can I say the F word? Yes, you can. Oh, you can say the F word. Say as many times you want. You were fucking the director? Yeah. So like, and I was getting a divorce from somebody else at the time. So <laughs> it was just so much fun going on that week. I got Mark Davis. Then I was doing the director after. Then I'd come home and be like, fuck, I got to get him out of my place. You know, this guy. And, like there was. That was such a fun memory, though, that week of shooting those. But Where the Boys Aren't were also all my favorites because you got that beautiful mix of all the vivid girls. Asia Carrera, Janine, Julia Ann, Diana Loren. Like, so those were great for that aspect of it. Like, I don't have a favorite. I really don't. And, you know, back then, I'll use Where the Boys Are as an example. You know, Vivid was going to Trashy Lingerie, which is a beautiful lingerie store that everyone needs to go to when you visit Los Angeles on La Cienega. I still visit them when I get into town. They're great people. Same owner. He's fabulous. He always has his dog in there. Um, But those colorful pastel, the booty shorts you guys were wearing and a little, like it just matched perfectly. Companies spent a ton of money then on packaging and you had a separate day to actually shoot those photos. Whereas I know you know this now, they shoot the box cover photos the same day as the movie. With the splooge dripping down. <laughs> yeah, no, it was beautiful. They had like the top photographer, they had Alexis Vogel, who's no longer yeah. with the hair and makeup. You would spend two hours in hair and makeup. I mean, it was, and you left feeling like the queens that we were. It was beautiful. I agree. And, you know, I remember my first box cover and thinking like how short it took to shoot the photos, but how long I was there to get ready. I mean, I can remember, you know, you, you want to go somewhere because your hair's never looked so good. Yes. They have a separate hair person. They have yes. a separate makeup person. I mean. The glamour is, it was just, I wonder if that will ever come back. No, I don't think so. That train has left the station. You'll have rogue companies. You'll have Wicked. You'll have uh, Adam and Eve three times a year. You'll have the digital playground. Right. I don't know, though, because now they're owned by MindGeek or whatever. They still even do full length. I don't know. I know that Adam and Eve and Wicked are the only. You know who else I like? Vivid licensed out to Gamma. Okay. They're trying to bring back that glamour that Vivid had in the 90s for their hundreds of millions of dollars to license that name out. I don't know if they're ever going to really recapture that. I don't know. I have no idea. I think the problem, too, is the profitability isn't there because of the tube sites. And back then, the money was being made so they could spend an extra, 
Plus it costs 10, 20,000 to shoot the box cover for all you girls being there and doing your makeup and buying the outfits. I agree. I agree. And then they had Jeff Lamb, if you remember that name. He was yes. a graphic artist. Yes. Okay. I got to tell you, I went to the market yesterday. I'm, you know, driving. Who do I see in the parking lot? Paul Fishbun. Oh, how is he? Great. I see him every so often. He lives around here. And I'm like, Paul Fishbun. I haven't seen him since lockdown. He was wearing his mask. And, you know, he, he's doing good, though. He's doing good. So is he retired now? Because he doesn't partake. He doesn't. He owned ABN for a period of time, correct? Oh, he started it in like 1982 and he sold out. I don't even know who he sold out to years and years ago. I think right when the market was kind of crashing for magazines and his day was done. Then he was doing like Showtime or something specials, like top 25 porn stars, top 25. Okay. uh, you know, films of all time. He had some successful two that I remember being in. Um, I don't know what he's doing now. He was trying to parlay that into something else. I don't know. I don't know, though. Do you remember what it was like when the AVN would come out in the early 90s? Now, for me, I remember I read every page. Like, you sat down with it. Like, it was our Bible. Yes. Yes. And you wanted to see where you are on the rentals, where you were on the (laughs) sales list. Like, I'm number one. Oh, you know, that kind of thing. I loved it. I loved the ABN. It was the Bible. You're absolutely right. Just like the ABN award show was always the Grammys. And for Vivid and all sometimes Metro would do this for me. Remember when you would get the rollout spread in your poster would be in the AVN and it'd be like in the center and you'd open it up and there would be your box cover and you'd be like, oh my gosh. And the paper was different thickness. And you just, these are little things that I feel the talent today is missing out on. But now I take the time to really look back and I celebrate them because they were such cool experiences i agree i agree and to us we we only took it for granted because we didn't know any better had no idea you had no idea you would ever take a box cover photo without a specialist makeup artist what do you mean this is a random makeup artist she does come and go she didn't even do my hair i'm doing a box cover like my outfit what are you talking about i've done a separate outfit no on set it's totally different now the game has changed but you know what the great thing is you and I are still in the game. The game yeah. may have changed for us, but we're still here. We are definitely the lifers. At least I could say that for me. Like, I love it. And you just got to morph into something else. I mean, everyone's always like, what are you going to make another scene? I'm like, oh, yeah, after COVID, I'll be putting stuff on my OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you're not going to. No, but there's a connection we have to it that's very different. It doesn't mean that you have to be in front of the camera. But for you, what you do every day by doing your show on Vivid Radio is you meet the young stars, the MILFs. You meet everybody coming through. And I think, Christy, it's so great for them to have time with you and to communicate with you. And you're kind of a, a, a you know a trailblazer in how you pivoted your career but still stayed involved with something you truly love. It's so, so true. You're absolutely right. Cause I do really love it. It's just, um, you know, and I never say never, I don't know if I'll ever go back in front of the camera, except for like my only fans. Like sure. I do stuff together for only fans and then I'll have guests on like Brandy love, uh, uh, Mindy mink today where they're married. And I'm like, 
I'll suck your husband's cock. I don't want him. Uh, you know, like, let's do it for our only fans. Like, I mean, that where you could just like wash your hands and leave it. There's no drama. There's no drama. And it's shared content. Guess what? You're also not paying the male performer. I mean, you don't want to pay a guy for a BJ scene. For no. That's not the question. I remember producing stuff for my site. There was not a worse feeling than knowing that I was paying the dude to have sex with me. I don't know why it bothered me so much, Christy, but it, it was scarring. And especially if I didn't feel the guy did a good job. I was like, oh my God, I got to roll out, you know, 600 bucks for this guy to have sex with me. This is the preposterous, you know, but you know, the guys didn't want trade content. If you wanted a good guy, you pay him, you know, but still it was hard. Isn't that crazy? But that, so that's my new thing is when the convention's open, I've got my girls that are married lined up. <laughs> you can like tit fuck me. You can own that content or, and I'll get them one of the blow jobs. Like, you know what I mean? And whether it happens, who knows, but it's fun to think about and fun to it's, it's fun to think about for sure. What is your OnlyFans address? Where can people find you on OnlyFans? Uh, onlyfans.com slash Christy Canyon one one. So it matches your Twitter. Exactly. So everyone, it's the Twitter as well. OnlyFans is uh, the timing of it is so remarkable. The availability, the access, the ease of use for me, I use it to recycle all of my content that I own because I own so much of my own content. And, you know, it's just a cool place with your direct messages to chat with some of your fans. You know them. Uh, I just find this tool for women today and men, but especially during COVID. Can you imagine how different it would be? They're surviving. They're doing very well and they're really enjoying it. I look at some of the girls' photos they post and I love how clever they are. You know, Brandy Love is one. Sheree DeVille is one. You know, they got little props. They're watering some plants topless. They're doing all this cute stuff. It's amazing. And every girl, we've been back on Vivid Radio since the pandemic. We shut down six months. I'm so sad for you. Your outlet. I love it. Every girl that I've interviewed has said OnlyFans has been their their surviving technique. Like, not only that, but now that it's kind of opening, they're realizing, wait, I don't have to work for browsers for a thousand. I could own my content. Yes. But that Romy Rain uh, said... I'm paying, like you were just saying, Lisa, I'm paying people. I set up my own and I own it a hundred percent. Yeah. I'm shelling out the money because I want to own it. I don't want to do trade up. It's just, it's changed the the name of adult for performers if in the best possible way. Now it they- sure has. It's put the power back in the performer's hands. And when it comes to owning content, what Romy doesn't realize yet that she's going to realize when she's where I'm at. I'm making money off of scenes I shot 20 years ago, and I'm so thrilled that I'm able to recycle this content and the people are enjoying it because those were some great years, right? Suze gave me all of the stuff that I shot for her site years ago, and I have this vintage section of like stuff from the 90s where, you know, you look so different, your tan lines were real high. <laughs> and real she browsed. Oh, know. and super, everything's super long now. Like everything was different. I had my curly hair that I never straightened my hair, but I love what it's done for performers. You know, for the girls that I talk to too, they're weeding out companies that they never liked working for because they're like, now I don't have to do these scenes. I don't want to do, I'll work for the couple companies I enjoy and the rest of it will all be on my own terms on my OnlyFans. Amazing what it has done. So you and I are the kind of girls that we look at something that could have been a really bad situation, which is, I mean, obviously the pandemic's bad. Okay, but it's here. There's nothing we could do right now. 
So let's find the silver lining in it. Yeah. Not work around the negativity and the bad stuff. Be safe, wear your mask. Sure. So let's have fun with what we can in, in the meantime. I agree. I mean, I know you've been doing it and I did it too. There's also, we have my sexy auctions. You have eBay. Now you have the time to go through. I found trunks of magazines from the 90s and sold them on, on these sites. Um at the very beginning, because I was like, you know, I've obviously not even know that I had them. These boxes could have been destroyed or or I could have lost them. Hey. And somebody really wants these, right? I don't need 12. Because remember, when you did magazines back then, they would send you an entire box of them. Yet, oh my God, you go down there and they give you a box. You go to Hustler, they'd give you a whole case of magazines for free. Yeah, actually, I think Hustler, I think I used to, besides Vivid, I think I used to have to buy my shit for like a dollar. A dollar, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever the printing fee, you know, that kind of thing. But you gladly wrote that check out to Hustler and, you know, you got your crate and you'd put it in your little car and get pulled over by the cop. You'd be like, here. (laughs) I used to use, I always had VHS in my trunk for the car wash, guys, because they would always do a better job of the car wash. Then, of course, yes, in case you get pulled over. I mean, porn is like, you know, it's currency, right? At one time, before there were tube sites and it was easier. Now you give a guy a DVD. And they tell you, I don't even have a DVD player. What do you want to do with this thing? Oh my God. I remember last time I was pulled over. I mean, really, like I have VHS. I just love Vivid. And I mean, I don't knock on wood, get pulled over much. And I now uh, I'm dating a cop, but I over <laughs> and I had like all these VHS for the snail mail fan club. And the cop was like, Christy Canyon? I'm like, take them. They're yours. Want to squeeze your tit? He's like, <laughs> on a body cam. Kill me. Slow down. I'm like, hey. <laughs> you just didn't want the ticket. You just didn't. So that was my next kind of unveil here. Um, you met this cop at a Starbucks uh, recently and you are still dating. This has now been a couple of weeks. About a month. Ah, yes. He is adorable. He's very cute. Very, very cute. I really like him. He's got, they got a tough job. I and know. I'm, you, I'm there. I, I think I told you when you called my show, Victoria Paris and I, we used to always be like, we're their muse. If they're having a, you know, like, yes. we're the people that are going to lift you up. Like, you get a fuck Christy Canyon. It's like, <laughs> oh, like, what a fucking ego I've got. But I'm like, I said to Ginger when we left Jim South's funeral a couple months ago, and I'm like, a cop needs me. A co- the muse needs to go save a cop. And she's like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> The muse has to save a cop. They're having a, I always find like the people, God forbid I found someone that had their like total life together, right? Stragglers. <laughs> I understand what you're saying because it's been, we've just seen so much, you know, there's just been so much going on, right? And so we feel that they are not getting, I have a lot of friends that are cops and I'm always making sure that I'm reaching out and making sure they're safe. They have to put on that uniform. But tell me how hot it is when you get to actually see him in his uniform extremely hot although he's like you can't even like like when he's wearing his underwear i like to like go down i'll put my mouth against his you know what and i'll like blow hot air he comes over one day in uniform and i'm like come to me baby he's my age so i can't say come to mama i'm like come to me and he's like no you do not want to touch this uniform i need to get out of it i need to take a shower he's like someone just threw a fucking firecracker at me christy <laughs> He's like, it's fucking burning. He's like, uh, I can't do anything. I'm like, 
oh, babe, get in the shower, you know. So that's like, we can't have fun in uniform. Only I got you. Like, you have no idea what they throw at me these days. Like, But you could get yourself a sexy cop outfit and you could pl- fake arrest him. What? I never thought of that. But I do make him turn on his scanner when he's going down on me. <laughs> about like robberies and like <laughs> shots. <laughs> I'm like more turn it up so it's, it's just it's so much fun who knows you know me they usually have a shelf life of six months that's perfectly fine it's listen you know you have been so vibrant you are still so vibrant you have a zest for life you have not let 2020 stop you in your no. tracks you've been no. safe you do your thing. I know how cautious you are. I know we're both in that same boat. I'm not out taking chances, right? Nope. But nope. you still have to live. And I love that you've managed to find that because, you know, I've been talking with people throughout this year and I found so many people are just too consumed with the news and oh, too no, consumed with politics and yeah. too consumed. I'm like, guys, if you really think the world is going to end, don't you want to fucking live it to the most, to the last minute? It's not going to end. There was only one day when the pandemic started and I left Vivid Radio. We hadn't gone off yet. And so we're going back to March, middle, late March. And like now it's real, right? Now it's fucking real. And I go to the local Ralph's by Vivid and Mm -hmm. I got my shopping cart full of shit. I panicked. I was one of them in the beginning. And it's like loaded with stuff. I didn't even know what it was like egg noodles and fucking chili. Who eats chili and egg noodles? I'm like, I gotta get it. There's a... Right. And I'm like in the self-checkout and I'm like checking stuff out. And I'm, I don't have panic attacks. I actually had one in the market. Oh. And I looked, put everything back in the cart. And I walked out with everything and I didn't pay. It was a panic attack move. And I thought, oh my God, I've never stolen anything. Well, since I was about 18. And I thought, I just took a fucking load of food. But I, I had to get out of there. I had to get home. I had to, I was sweating. And I got home and I thought, oh, I just saved about $200. <laughs> And I think statute of limitations has run out. If not, no one gets fucking arrested anymore anyway. But I <laughs> fucking take that food. I literally panicked. Like it was wall to wall. Like it was the most surreal thing in all my years I've ever experienced. Seeing shelves empty. That was the one time. So I get all my food for like the next six months that I didn't even have to pay for. And then I'm like, okay, you're going to live. You're not going to starve. You got toilet paper, you're, you know, that kind of thing. That was the only day that I really did panic. But I think that we were panicking at that time, too, because we weren't sure if the grocery store workers were going to oh. be able to come into work. And you, if you did watch the news during that time, all they were showing was empty shelves. And you're like, well, eventually I'm going to run out of food. Like, And, you know, in the city, you know, it's so easy to get your groceries delivered here. Well, we couldn't get grocery delivery for three months. So I had to learn how to process walking to the store. And at that time, I was a little skeptical about getting in a cab. So I would want to walk back. So you have to kind of carry your groceries in the basket in the store so you don't buy too much heavy stuff because you have to make it back without dropping your bags. It was it was so weird. You and I have been through a lot of fun stuff, a lot of stuff, good, bad and different. We've never experienced this before. It was crazy. We never have, but we've kept the same energy about us. Yes. That, yes, this is present and it is real. But hey, I might find a box of cool stuff in my underground. And you know, when I'm going through these boxes of stuff, it's not that I'm being super productive because I get lost in it for a couple of hours. I find old photos. You know, I had just found a ton of old photos of Genteel. Because we spent a lot of time together and, you know, I wanted to bring this up and it's a loss and I just want to send her rest in peace. And 
her, you know, Chris, her ex-husband and her boys, um, she was such a little light. And I can remember my favorite times with her, actually my husband and I, who you're one of the few people who met my ex-husband. Uh, you remember Mike, tall, beautiful, great smile, blue eyes. Um, we got married on the same wedding day as Chris and Rihanna because we wanted to share their anniversary, right? We had this whole thing with them. We spent a lot of time together. We used to party in Vegas. We used to go out. What a beautiful girl. And it's something because here you and I are sharing our experiences and laughing. But you know, Chrissy, we've dealt with a ton of loss from our peers and our colleagues from the 90s. They're coming, I hate to say, they're coming a little bit faster these days. I mean, Age. If they are coming a little bit faster, but that should, that is part of life, I guess. And Rihanna was much too young. I don't know what the story is, and it doesn't even matter at this point. Right. It, it never does. It's a no, loss. It doesn't matter. I think they're coming faster, but I also think about a quote that I love, and it's the quieter you are, the louder you hear. And I think because we are st- more still than we've been in years forever, uh, that all of these things, we absorb them more, that when we're busy, there's so much noise. And so it's louder. And now we're quieter and you have that time. And it was just funny because I had found the photos of her and I, and then I had seen the news. Uh, and I just thought, you know, and I think one of the women that I love that I always look up at and talk to is Animal. I had some incredible fun with Animal. She was wild. I mean, I can remember going to Vegas with her many times. They would take me to Bazaar in New York. We do the East Coast show. And then her and her husband at the time would drive me to work in Brooklyn Bazaar. I mean, that was like, I've never seen a pile of Coke larger than when we got into that beautiful mansion that's built inside a warehouse in Brooklyn, where I'm like, where are you guys taking me? Am I going to die here? Like, no, no, no. We're going to stay with, who was it? Was it Gordon? Uh, Who had that bizarre, but we come in and everybody party. No, Anna loved the party. Um, And, 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 you know, he's like, oh, I got you guys everything you want. There's like all kinds of different drugs, but the pile of cocaine that I saw my first day there. And I was just like, I've never seen anything like it. And, but she lived to the moment and you know that she lived to the fullest animal i loved her i would see i never worked with her i would see her at conventions though when we started and she'd be there like christy canyon i'd give her a hug you'd smell the booze at 10 in the morning yeah and I thought, you know what you go girl you fucking go because i would live through some of these party animals because i Me was too laser focused. You know what I mean? I never drank. I was kind of a bore that way, but that's why I remember so much. Cause I, that's why you look so good. You're so cute. I have no makeup on. But I mean, it's your skin. I know how you are about your facials. I know how you take care of yourself. And you and I share the drink that we both drink chlorophyll every day, which nobody understands. What's the green stuff in your water? You're the only other person in the world. I know that drinks it every day. Like I do. I love you. you. You came on radio and you, I had my green drink from press juicery. You're like chlorophyll. I'm like, how did you know? Like no one knows what it is. I have three droppers in my water every morning. It's so good for the place. So good for the skin. But the thing with Anna was I used, she was the closer in all of my movies. Now, when I say the closer, it's like the pitcher that comes in to shut out the baseball game at the end of the game. She did anal and she was really good at it. And if you remember, Christy, in the 90s, contract girls did not do anal. We also did not do like DPs or group no. scenes. or anything. So Anna would come in and she was just a beast. She could do anything. And I would just sit there as this young girl, like watching her on set, like, wow, I don't know how, I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that. It's so funny. I remember back 
back in the 90s, Steve at Vivid called me. He's like, Christy, I finally got a girl. I got a Vivid girl that'll take it up the ass. And I said, I won't do that. He's like, not you. Ashlyn Gear. I just signed her and she will do anal. And I'm like, <laughs> that's amazing. Good. And then there was a scene. She was so pretty. And no, back then, it was like, People looked at it like, if you were pretty, you didn't do anal. But that's not the thing. She liked anal. And she was the first pretty girl to admit. Uh, and she was actually very good at it, too. You have to be good at it. You have to know about the whole process. And she, oh, that's funny that Steve called you. He had finally found one. Because none of the other the girls were doing anal. No. Ginger in her day. In later. 80s, later. Yeah. Ginger did in the 80s. I remember the first time I ever saw a dick go up an ass. I'm like two inches away from Ginger Lynn with Jamie Gillis, and we're on a bed, and, and I'm like, oh my God, she's so tiny. How's that get? I was, <laughs> and they're like, Christy, play with your fucking pussy. I'm like, okay, but wait, like, I had to just, it's going in that little hole, right? And then he like came and he's like, open your mouth. And Jamie Gillis shoots his load to me. I'm like, I did an ATM before anyone did them. I, I can remember when Anna would get ready to go into set, I would make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because it was a very quiet thing to eat. You could eat peanut butter and jelly and be in the same room as a scene being shot and you would can't eat potato chips. You can't open a soda. You can't sell peanut butter and jelly, soft food. And I would literally sit there with my uncut peanut butter and jelly sandwich watching her take that dick in her ass and I would just like high five her as soon as it over. But she looked after me for a good five or six years. And she would take me to things, but would make sure I didn't party. Um, she would take me to things and tell people how to treat me. Um, she really, so her death really impacted me, but I had peace with it because I felt like she really truly lived in her moment. And I don't know what her future would have been like, you know, I don't know how prepared she would have been. It's not easy you know, getting older and, and trying to get work and doing these other things, right? But with, with Gentile, she was just starting to discover the Philippines and she just was traveling around the world. From what I read, she had a tattoo that got infected and these things can happen. You know, you're also in another country that maybe doesn't have the same advances that we have. But again, here she was doing what she wanted to be doing. So we have to find peace with this. But for you and I, Christy, um, I picture us having a conversation like this when we're in our 80s. Uh, completely, we will. I agree 100%. And we could live through there. You know, I would love to just fucking shit can. Yeah, let's just go travel the world. I can't, though. I have responsibility in my roots here. Doesn't mean I can't go on great vacations twice a year. Up sure. But I'm like you, Lisa Ann. I am like you. We are going to be doing something. We're going to be like, remember 30 years ago when I did your, your show and I couldn't log on? And it was like, the goofball's still on AOL. I don't know if I can hook up to the fucking <laughs> That was me saying, does AOL work with Zoom? I'm blaming him. We never take it. <laughs> but we will. We will be sharing our light. You know, you have such an incredible amount of fans and your fans are very different because they have so much respect for you. And because it is an older demographic who remembers you when they were very young, they're a different respectful raised demographic. So when men say your name, it's that old school, they kind of blush and get sweet. They don't say something nasty or, you know, it's very different now because now things are nastier. You watch a scene now, every girl's getting choked and spit on and beat up. And I'm like, I, I, you know, when guys would try to put their hand out and I knew they were going for my throat, I would always say, understand this. I'm a willing participant. Okay. 
You do not need to pin me down. I'm not going anywhere. Like, you have to cut off my air supply. I'd like to breathe. Um, so it's very different. And what you've done with your life in the industry and how you've always given back to the industry and how you've stayed connected, seeing fish buying the other day, going to Jim South's funeral. You know, you have been such a, a family unit. You are the corner store sort of the industry today. Now, before I let you go, I was brought to my attention that you and Ginger Lynn are now doing a podcast. We are. We are. When we took a break, when we took that break, unwanted on Vivid Radio because the pandemic, I called Ginger one day and I said, I think we're going back because Vivid's still paying for a studio. And Steve wouldn't pay for something if he didn't think we're going back. Right. But I don't know when it could be. Tomorrow it could be a year. I don't know what's going on. Let's start something. And she's like, I am in. So we started something that is all new uncharted territory for me because I'm the paycheck girl. I give myself the paycheck every week. I've never stepped out on my own. You know what? I mean? <laughs> never, ever thought of like starting a business. So we started something three months ago. It was released where the girls are back together and it's, and we didn't know how to market it because everyone's like, do a podcast, do a podcast. I'm like, I want to, but I need to actually make money. Because I have bills, I have, you know, responsibilities, blah, blah, blah. I would love to do a podcast. How do you make money doing it? So we got a guy involved, our partner, uh, and it's called, it's on patreon.com. Patreon.com. Good for you. And you have different, and this is all new to me. I've never, ever done anything like this on my own. Patreon.com slash you let the girls out. And you have different tiers. You could join $10 a month and you get the audio, you get eight by 10, blah, blah, blah. Then you could go up to a thousand a month and you get to take us to dinner, whatever. And then every, you know, six levels. Brilliant. Girls got to eat. You know what I'm saying? It's so, yeah. I mean, I love doing stuff, but I actually need to pay bills. I don't think I could call, you know, my car lease company and go, Christy fucking Canyon. (laughs) For free, they're gonna be like, bitch, your credit is gonna go so. So, I do have to make money, believe it or not. And, um, so we do it, um, we do a show Monday through Friday. And what I do is I go to Vegas where we have a studio, okay, shoot two seasons, and then they, uh, no, we shoot one season, which is 21 shows over two days, and then they just kind of filter those, you know, out throughout the month. I go there, uh, right before Thanksgiving because we're off of radio that week for Vivid. So I can work everything out. That's the beauty of us. We can do a million things at once, Lisa. Yep. So I just, we're, may, we're starting after three months to finally, you know, we got Lainey because uh, we realized, okay, we need a little help. But I mean, that's- She's mentioning Lainey Spicer, the PR girl who's amazing, who's here in New York, who I adore. It was her birthday yesterday. So we should give a shout out to Lainey's birthday. She will, she is going to be a great- vehicle for you guys to get it where you need to go but the podcast is called who let the girls out and you find it through patreon.com slash who let the girls out and we could do anything we want it's video and audio so like when we were on playboy there was no video right and we do stuff in studio and people be like oh how do we know you're really doing it we would do it just because it's fun like put a turkey leg up ginger's butthole or something (laughs) Just because we want to see if you could, you know, stick a ping pong ball up, Ginger. I'll let you, Christy. And I'm going to have to have her on as well. You two have been friends since you were such young women. Ginger is, she'll let you do anything to her. She has more trust for you than anybody that she's ever met in her life. 
and she's got the bionic pussy. You yes. Anything up there. Tommy bears. We, I mean, my pussy would be screaming if you put sugar up there. It'd be like, you are going to be having like a monostat bill like you have no idea. It would be like horrible. I could put like, we had like, how many gumballs could we put up her pussy? And then she'd like squatting. But so we could do that now again. And it was, it's very liberating. Like, and this is going to sound horrible for people that had a really tough summer. I had one of my most fun summers I've had in a long time this year. Like, I, we had so much fun together. Like, and then she'd come here every weekend to see her family members and stay here. And we'd shoot stuff for our OnlyFans together. Like, I really, for such a, what could have been such a crappy summer, I really enjoyed my summer. Well, I think we are feeling less external pressure. We're not as busy. There aren't as many events we're trying to attend. There aren't as many things we're trying to promote. So you're able to be present with your people when you're in person. And you and Ginger have known each other for your entire career. And there's such a love and adoration there. And the love and adoration that I have for you, Christy, is so incredible. Thank you for who you are, for what you represent the women and the men in the industry today, and for what you meant to me and still mean to me after all of these years, a young 18-year-old, if you remember at the time, my dance name was Sunshine. (laughs) (laughs) Because I just wanted to be a ray of sunshine for everybody. So on that note, Thank you so much, Christy, for joining me today. I love you so much. We'll be talking again soon. Everyone follow her at Christy Canyon 11 on Twitter and her OnlyFans, Christy Canyon 11. And also, we will be sure to send out a link of the Patreon, but you are going to go and look up who let the girls out. That's Ginger Lynn and Christy Canyon. I love you too, Lisa. And we are going to have our connection forever. Forever. I love you. Have a great rest of your day, love. Thanks for joining me. Bye, Lisa. If you love her sweet voice, just like I love her sweet voice, you can hear her every day on SiriusXM and now with the help of the app, which you know up until December 1st, you could have downloaded for free. And I hope you sure did this. You can listen to Christy Canyon every day. She's available for you at ease. Just search Christy Canyon. You'll find her. Vivid Radio is the channel that she is on. She is delightful, and she would be very proud of what I'm going to do right now, Chris. I have decided she was so exciting. We don't really need a mailbag, right? You can't really top Christy Canyon. So I thought this is a good time for a little class in session. Love it. Your teacher is myself, Lisa Ann. That's right, teacher Lisa Ann right here with you right now and where we're going to go is to a twitter direct message and i hope you all have your pen and paper ready just like you're in class i am at the chalkboard and there's a big no with a circle (laughs) and a cross through it this is what you do not do on twitter you also do not do these things in the time that it is uh currently the covid era And this is one of the reasons why I went off the grid, which I'm re-entering the world this week. I'll be back on Fantasy Sports Radio Thursday morning, 7 to 10 a.m. with John Hansen. And I'll be back on 12, 20 p.m. on Sunday with Bob Harris and Jeff Vans. But every once in a while, I need a break because of shit like this. So this comes from our friend Dylan Stanridge on Twitter, D Stanridge 92 The reason I'm giving him a thorough shout-out is because lesson be learned, do not cheat. The teacher will catch you, and the teacher is going to teach you a very valuable lesson. So this is the message that I get. Out of the blue, 
And, you know, I get a lot of strange messages from him. So let me go back to the fact that I don't answer most of them, but they're in here because then another one pops up. I hear from him on my birthday in 2018. Do not respond. I hear from him in January of 2019. Do not respond. December 1st, 2020. Do you do escort service? Oh, question mark. No. Oh. Okay, my Come on, guy. Absolutely not, I write. Sure. Now, by the way, everybody, every once in a while, when I do respond to a DM, it's normally because it infuriated me and you are going to get a lashing, just like when your teacher catches you talking in class or when your teacher catches you cheating on a test. Picture that. That is me. I write again. Disgust me to even be asked. You think I work this hard to be so desperate that I would interact alone with strangers for money? That's gross. Then I'm not done. Also, it's illegal, so I can report this. When will you all realize I have more money that I cannot be bought, and I do you do not deserve alone time with me? No comment, dot, dot, dot. No apology. Can I post this on my timeline? He writes back, my apologies didn't mean any disrespect. <laughs> I write Bullshit. back. Biggest insult you can give a woman. So we're going to leave it at that. And the reason this is a lesson, there are women out there on social media that have a thing, an email address, and it normally says something tacky like bookings, you know, her name and then bookings at Gmail. That bitch is a hooker. You can book her. Okay. But when you see me slinging my radio shows, slinging my book, recording an audio book in my closet for a month during quarantine, doing a podcast, working my fucking ass off. Do you really think I'm going to accept money for sex? At this point, it enrages me. Chris, why do people come at me? And this is not the only DM. I get this on my timeline every day by the hundreds. And it is so fucking insulting. I did porn not to be a hooker. If I wanted to be a hooker, I would have just been a hooker. I was a porn star so I could save money and raise myself as a brand so I could do other things. So, Chris, where does this come from? I have no idea. People need to realize that the only time you'll be alone with fans is $5,000 for a butt squeeze. That is it. That is the <laughs> only was, time you're going to be and alone. Then we were going to spend a thousand of it on security. <laughs> so that meant we were given five security guards, exactly. two fifty each. So I wasn't even going to be alone with the guy. I was going to make four G. I was going to rub my butt for 30 minutes. His hand was going to get tired. We knew this. We discussed this. But here's the class, people. Think before you put something in writing. Because this could come back to haunt you at any time. What if I was, and I rethought it, I was going to screen grab it, put it on Twitter. But here's why I don't do this. I don't do this because people like our bosses follow me. And like people that I work with, that I really respect, that I want to respect me, even though I'm enraged at least five times a day by some bullshit commentary I have to be exposed to because some trivial fucking dude thinks he can throw 300 bucks my way and I'm going to hang out with them. Go fuck yourself, Dylan. I'm still insulted. That was December 1st. I am. It's, it's, it's a week and so later. It still makes my blood boil. And that is why I decided to make this class. Everyone needs to think. 2020 is almost over. It's been a shit year. Oh, and by the way, let's get back to one other fact. I kind of scolded Dylan after that about COVID. Are you watching the news, anybody? Like, we have so many COVID cases. I guess I know why. Because people are still getting fucking escorts. How crazy is it that in a COVID era, a single person is afraid to go on a date, but some troll on Twitter thinks he can buy a prostitute and he's not going to get COVID? 
They just don't care, man. They just do not care. Get it together, folks. This is your class session. These will happen every once in a while. It will normally be the Ask Lisa Ann mailbag because we love it. I love it. I love reading them. I love sharing with friends. It's all very fun. But at the same time, every once in a while, I need to get out the chalk, get up to that blackboard, sit everybody down and say, please, in 2020, it's almost over. 2021 is a new year. Save my soul by not sending me stupid shit like this. By the way, he got annoyed with me and blocked me. <laughs> so then I went back and checked like three days later and he unblocked me, but he's not following me. And I'm not following him anymore because obviously I was following him. So he could send me DMs. I unfollowed. He blocked me. So I screen grabbed him blocking me. Then I went back and checked with a moron. <laughs> he unblocked me. Obviously, he's waiting to see this shit land on my timeline. Hopefully, he listens to the podcast. If he doesn't, anyone out there who wants to tweet at him, just put hashtag do better. That is the end of your class today. Class is no longer in session. This is just some food for thought. We all need to really think before we tweet. Think before we slide into DMs. Uh, let's not do this again moving forward, people. I am not a prostitute. I have never been a prostitute. I work way too hard to take shortcuts at this point in my life. Treat me with some respect. I treat you all with respect. I put out a motivational quote of the day. What kind of prostitutes doing that shit, right? She's shining her clear heels at that point. In the day, <laughs> or she's waking up from a nap. So class is over. I love you all. Every once in a while, even I get irate. So I took a beat. And now I will be re-entering the world. When I re-enter the world, it'll start with this podcast and then me back on air on Fantasy Sports Radio talking about who knows what week it's going to be in the NFL. <laughs> There's going to be more carryover games. I mean, at least like week 13 is just bleeding into week 14, but it's all going to work out because we still have games to watch. We've got hoops coming up. And I just can't thank Christy Canyon enough for all the time that she gave us for this beautiful interview and all of the years since I was 18 years old that she has been my friend and a consistent person in my life. And if I ever needed anything, I could talk to her and go to her. And not many people can say they've had those types of long-term relationships. So Chris, sorry you didn't get to do a mailbag, but I really need to chew <laughs> out Dylan. No, that's fine. This is more important. This is the PSA that the people needed to hear. Guys, it's so easy. Just don't be an asshole. It is so don't easy to do. And like, isn't it easy enough to Google search which girls are prostitutes? I mean, I see it. I don't really see a Twitter timeline that says, Book me at Gmail. You can book the girl. Mine does not say that. Mine says all the other shit I'm busy doing. Anyway, and by the way, Dylan, shout out. My boyfriend, I showed him the DM. He's like, guys really ask you that during COVID? I'm like, guys shouldn't ask me that anytime. He's like, yes, I get that. But during COVID, <laughs> he was so hung up. He's like, is this why our COVID numbers are so badly? So I'm like, yeah, that's probably why. These people have no too. shame. No shame at all. We have a lot of shame over here. We are really proud to be continuing with this podcast, Chris. It is just so much fun. It's so great Wednesdays when I wake up because so many of our listeners listen right when it drops at midnight because you know why? They are subscribers and they get it right away. They have reviewed. They like. They have access to it when it comes out. Sometimes I haven't even woken up yet in the morning and I go to my timeline and my people are there telling me what they love. So this is all for all of you. You all requested Christy Canyon. Don't forget to get on that Sirius XM app. Thanks for another week and we'll be back with Lisa Ann Experience. Series XM Podcasts.